1: Thank you for listening to the Late Breaking F1 podcast. Make sure to look out for new episodes every Thursday and grand free Sundays. Hello and a very warm welcome. This is the Late Breaking Formula 1 podcast and we have for you tonight the most prestigious award ceremony in the history of the world, the Late Breaking 2019 Formula 1 Awards. Uh, of course, for such a prestigious event, we have got a full house. Harry and Sam joining me, Ben Hocking. Guys, are, are you psyched for giving out awards that people definitely care about?
0: Do, 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 do,
2: Welcome to the late-breaking
0: awards! <laughs> I I love it. I love the award episode.
2: And what everybody can see is that we're all wearing um, tuxes.
0: full press tuxes. Yeah, and we have a red carpet laid out. Imagine that scene in Step Brothers where they go to the job interviews and they're both wearing tuxedos. And he's like, hello, Miss Lee. That's all three of us right now.
1: Yeah, very much so. Um, So we have got 12 awards to give out tonight. And I I know all of the F1 drivers, all of the F1 teams are going to be sitting at home in anticipation of whether they are going to win. um, What what are we going to call it? Like a Grammy? We've got to give...
0: an, an LB. LB. An LB.
1: An LB. We'll, we'll, we'll go with an LB. We've I definitely quite, prepared. I quite
0: like that, actually.
2: An LB. <laughs> I want an LB. Mum, I want an LB. I'm
0: well, never, never going to
1: win one. Who is going to win the first 2019 LB? We'll now find out because the first category is Race of the Season. So actually, no, a person won't win this award. But <laughs> we'll go ahead with it anyway. Race of the Season. Harry, what are you going to go for on this one? Um,
2: we've had some good races, some bad ones, we've had some good ones. But the one, I'm worried we're going to have a full house here, but the one that sticks in my mind is the chaos we had had, uh, in Germany because that was the race of the season. That could be the race of the decade, in my opinion. That was the craziest race. I think I'm maybe second to Canada 2011, but it's, it's that kind of level of craziness. But I even watched it back the other day. And there's something happening almost every lap. Something happens, someone crashes, someone spins, there's an overtake, something's happening. Mercedes went back to the 1950s with their pit stops. Um, (laughs) There's something going on for the entirety of that race and it's cray-cray and I love it. It was wild and Danny Kafir got a podium.
1: I mean, everything was wild in that apart from Hülkenberg threw away a podium spot. So um... That was tragic. Yeah, some things never change. But yeah, other than that, was an absolutely chaotic race. You were right. Sam, I uh, would you go with the same one or are you going to offer up something different?
0: There are some, some incredible races have happened this season. Uh, one that stands out for me, uh, Hungary, the absolute tension of Hamilton chasing down Max Verstappen lap after lap after lap. That was an incredible fight for first place. But... Uh, Germany is the one that absolutely stands above the rest. Brazil was incredible as well. But I mean, you had the constant changing of pole position. Lewis Hamilton battering it into a wall. Bottas getting as close to me dating Michaela Strachan. That's how bloody close he was to winning that race. He wasn't close. <laughs> That's the point. Why so Michaela Strachan? I thanked Sigurd as a kid. Um, The point is... It was constantly changing. You never know what was gonna happen. People were so close. Yet so far, like us watching on the TV. Um, Germany has to win race of the season. It was a race for the history books. It was incredible. So godspeed to all those drivers in those conditions. The drag lane should be in every race with water all over it. Um, I absolutely loved it, it was brilliant.
1: I really want to go against the grain here, but I can't. It, it was Germany. Germany was the best race this season. It was absolutely bonkers. I'll, I'll say Brazil is second for me. Um, yeah. And one thing that I think Brazil had that Germany did, not of course, Germany was utterly chaotic and you had surprise uh, people on the podium you know two in the case of brazil one in the case of germany um and no disrespect to to caviar or stroll who finished p4 but they were helped massively by a little bit of luck in terms of brazil gasly was leading the midfield the entire time and i feel it was more of a justified reward that he finished p2 than maybe caviar finished p3 i mean i'm clutching the straws here germany was incredible but brazil brazil was a brilliant race as well. Um, who knew i mean with germany wet weather we get good races as a result of it who knew Uh,
0: yeah isn't it and the first lb of the night for race of the season germany
2: are you gonna do that for every award
1: yes you've got 11 more to cope with listeners um (laughs) rookie of the season so this is the first award that is going to be handed out to an individual so very prestigious here uh, for the purposes of this, we will classify Antonio Giovinazzi as a rookie, even though he did race. Pointless. Pointless. He might get a vote. Pointless. He's not going to, but he might do. Um, so essentially, you've got him. You've got Lando Norris. You've got Alex Alban, and you've got George Russell. Sam, of those four, who do you think was rookie of the season?
0: great list of nominees would love to see their faces in the in the studio out in the crowd when we bring up the big screen to show like their comedic little video clip that you get in award ceremonies um george russell had no one to compete against other than his teammate it's so difficult to commend george russell i think he wiped the floor with of 21 to nil in qualifying so yeah brilliant job but it's just hard to really picture minutes anyone else when you're at the back for so long but mentally full credit to him for getting through that season it must have been a little bit dull. Um, I think Giovinazzi doesn't get a mention for me. It was average. He did all right against Kimi occasionally, but it was an improvement on the last time we saw him race, which kind of proves that he isn't a rookie, but he kind of is. Albon, really, really, really impressed. Really impressed. He did so well to earn that Red Bull seat. He got himself up there in the top drive. He challenged Max Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen is still better, but he had some really strong races. But for me, he needed some milk. Lando Norris is rookie of the season. I mean, yes, okay, better by his teammate, but mostly better by his teammate due to bad luck. In Bahrain, we see him drive around the outside of Max Verstappen in his second race ever in Formula 1. It was astounding. Um, he makes his engineers cry. He makes us all laugh. He is so good when he needs to be. Defending is brilliant. Um, really happened by some bad luck and you can't really fault him for that. So yeah, for me, Lando Norris, the British milkman of Formula One is the rookie of the season. Um, Harry, are you going in the direction of the milkman? Uh, yes, I am.
2: Bring on the milk, as they say. Um, <laughs> no one says Who? that. <laughs> I don't Who? know. I don't know. Um, look, the, we've had, as Sam said, we've had some a strong rookie field this year and uh, we're, we're counting Giovinazzi but he has still had a strong strong-ish season he, and he's been up against Kimster you know Um, Albon as we say has had a very impressive year a remarkable year really perhaps more so than, imp- than impressive but he's he's earned that seat at Red Bull George Russell I think has also been really good we just haven't seen it Um, but yeah it's going to have to be Lando Norris for me to come in in your rookie year and he's been I mean, Sainz has been, I and mean, we'll probably get onto this, but potentially driver of the year, um, and Norris outqualified him. Eleven ten, it was in the end, as Sainz stepped up a gear towards the end of the year. But he still outqualified him, which is impressive for your for your first year in F one, because we know how good Sainz is. Um, so yeah, for me, it's it is the milkman. He's rookie of the year.
1: I mean, we've already got a majority on this one, so we know who's going to win. But I'm actually not going to go for Lando Norris, as good a year as he had. I'm going to go for Antonio. I'm joking, I'm not going to
0: um, <laughs> so go. You actually have me fooled.
1: <laughs> but I am not going for Lando Norris, that bit was true, because I am going to go for George Russell. I think he was the rookie of the year. Um, it, of course, like you say, Sam, it is tough to tell, but... He did beat Robert Kubica twenty one nothing in qualifying, which even if, uh, like, you know, Kubitz might not be what he was ten years ago. That's still very impressive in an F1 car. Um, we saw in Hungary qualifying how good Russell could be, competing with cars that no right to compete with. And I think when we see him in a more competitive car, we will be able to uh, more accurately judge just how great he is. I, I I have full faith in his future. So, George Russell is my rookie of the season. But Alex Albon, Lando Norris. To a slightly lesser degree, Antonio Giovinazzi. I don't mean there was a bad rookie in this class. But Lando Norris is the winner of rookie of the season. So, and
0: your winner for LB of rookie of the season, Lando Norris! I'll stop now.
1: I fully expect he's going Indy 500 star right now and downing himself in milk team boss of the year now this could go in various directions because I, I haven't really put best team boss it's just who who's your favorite team boss more than anything sam who are you going for
0: it's so tough to pick a favorite team boss i mean when you've got people like french toast on the pit wall <laughs> edging on his team and vet Rosso have to have an astounding year they've really done well this year you know in terms of midfield podiums i believe they're above everyone else so Congrats to French Toast. He always leads a strong team. Um, <laughs> Christian Horner, the leg taps. Know,
2: you have to at least use his real name once because people will genuinely think he's called French Toast.
0: He is, isn't
1: he? Yes, no. his name is French Toast.
0: Frank's Toast is a, a, a very, very good um, <laughs> team boss. Um, Toto Wolff with the banging on the table. Horner with the leg twitch. Um Bonotto with the curly hair what a (laughs) handsome man he is as well delightful Claire I don't know how she manages to get through all of the rubbish but you know that that spirit is so strong but for me uh, it's it's gotta be I think it's, it's Toto not only for the actual success of getting through the trials and tribulations of managing Mercedes it's so tough to manage that team. It, actually, I reckon it is really quite difficult to maintain such an incredible winning streak. But he did hold off, hold off the pressure of Ferrari, of Red Bull. He's managed to create this perfect relationship between Hamilton and Bottas. He keeps his drivers incredibly motivated. I, year on year, am astounded by how well he manages a Formula One team, how well he is so good at keeping calm, even if he does love to bang a good desk. But um, yeah, Toto Wolff, and then French Toast, just in second place, slightly burnt
1: slightly burned french toast comes in second to uh, the wolfinator um, Harry who are you going for
2: it's only one winner for team boss of the year and it's team boss of, of the century it's Kinter Steiner
0: <laughs> making us look like a bunch of assholes
2: <laughs> it's gotta be how could it not be he wins like has have had a terrible year but he still wins team boss of the year I don't care the man he's, a, he's an enigma He's a myth, he's a legend. Um, I can't wait to see Drive to Survive season two, it's gonna be fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is a, he's an absolute talent, isn't he? He's a gem.
1: He is a gem. Oh yeah, for me it's Gunther. Um, Harry, you said that Gunter Steiner is the best team principal of the 21st century. <laughs> I'm gonna go one better and say he's the best person that's ever lived. <laughs>
0: Um, just so we're aware, everyone, Ben has parents. Ben has a partner. Uh, he has siblings, and he knows us too. So he puts Gunter above everyone.
1: And let's face it, it's not even close. I mean, <laughs> he's Gun- a long way ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit of a thirty-second Hamilton win when it comes to team bosses. Gunter Steiner ahead of everyone else. Gun- Gunter Steiner is a certified G. The man is a legend. I can't wait for Drake to survive. I honestly, I wish it was here tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, Gunter Steiner gets my vote, and because of that, Gunter Steiner, Sam.
0: Gunter Steiner wins your LB award for Team Butter of the Season! Also, can we get an honorary award next year? The Gunter Steiner Award? Yes. Oh, maybe. And we could give it to, like, a special person in the sport. Gunter Good Steiner. <laughs> every year
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right rivalry of the season now this one could be gunter steiner against mere mortals um but there might be other offerings out there harry who do you think was rivalry of the season
2: um rivalry of the season we've already mentioned them but i'm gonna go for norris and signs because that's been a tasty tasty battle and even tastier for the fact that they've They basically love each other off the track. Like, they have the biggest bromance in the world. Um, Yeah, that's been such a great battle to watch this year. And it's never come to, you know, they've never banged wheels. They're just fiercely competitive. Um, And it would, you know, momentum would swing throughout the weekends. It might be one gets the other in quali, and then in the race it switches back again. Um, And as Sam said earlier, I think if it hadn't been for some bad luck on Lando's part, he might have been closer or even ahead on points by the end of the year. Um, yeah, that for me has been the... the and Unexpectedly as well, I thought Sainz signs would probably win this year. My predictions probably go against that, but even so, um, yeah, I think unexpected and enjoyable that rivalry has
1: been. Fair enough. No, what are you going for?
0: Surprisingly, there's been a few interesting rivalries throughout the season. You've got classics like Lance Stroll v Sergio Perez. That one will go down in history. Um, go Stroll. Funny enough, one that I didn't think really emerged was uh, Bottas and Hamilton. I didn't really ever feel like a rivalry. It just felt like two very good drivers fighting out at the front. Um, unlike Seb and Leclerc, where almost I feel like there needs to be news around it for it to be a real rivalry. Uh, Grosjean and Magnussen they just love running into each other. But I actually have to agree with uh, Hazeld, our dear friend. Um, Sainz and Norris, the smooth operator versus the milkman himself, i love it i love it on and off track they are brilliant people they've done mclaren proud they for me are the rivalry of the season
1: no fair enough um signs against norris is a good contender as is toto against tables grosjean (laughs) against walls Kubica against being quick um (laughs) sorry (laughs) i'm sorry robert i'm i'm sorry um I'm going to go for something different, even though it's completely So I'm going to go with Chuck Leclerc against Maxi Verstappen. Um, I, I really like their rivalry back in Austria. That was fun. A um, bit of controversy, a um, bit of angst. And then they followed that up with uh, the British Grand Prix as well. So, um, And that was probably an even better deal where they just did not care for one another <laughs> at all just forcing each other off the circuit wherever they felt like it. I think the stewards were like, I'm not not even going to touch this. There's no point. Um, And it was great fun. So I I think it's the sign of things to come as well. Leclerc and Verstappen could well be a battle over a world championship many times over the next decade. So I'm going to go with Leclerc versus Verstappen. But, of course,
0: the winner is therefore... Sorry, just already mentioned for Bottas and Porridge as well. That is an oh, incredible rivalry. <clears throat> Not a rivalry. The LB winner for rivalry of the year is this Smooth Operator. <laughs> smooth <laughs> Operator. And the milkman, Carlos Signs and Lando Norris.
1: <laughs> These are getting more ridiculous. I thought they might go the other way. <laughs> most emotional moment
0: oh bloody hell don't come to me first don't do it
1: sam i'm (laughs) going to carry first
0: oh
2: god um i think if we leave tragedies aside from this season um i mean we've spoken about hulkenberg binning it at his home race his last (sighs) home race that's that 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 hurts that was bad um, Norris again don't want to make this a Norris fest but Norris at Spa breaking down on the last lap I saw that one again today and he's just screaming it's broken um, that was pretty tragic um, who else who else has had a, had a tragic moment of the year um, oh I, I mean Albon after he got punted in Brazil that was a bit sad as well I'm going to have to go with Hulkenberg when he just sat there on the chair underneath that like Porter cabin or whatever. That's just no, you don't you hate to see it. You <laughs> just hate to see it. No good. That's my tragic sad moment
1: of the year. Yeah. 2019's version of and at Monza, isn't it? Cool. Um Sam, what are you gonna go for?
0: So serious moment, going to give an honorable mention, obviously, to Hubert. I know this is about Formula One, but that is always with all of us. Very sad. Um but you know, as we always think about that, we do need to remember that this is Formula One we're talking about, not general motorsport. So my most, most, most emotional, most emotional moment actually isn't a sad one because emotions are both positive and negative. Uh, as Harry clearly forgot in his spiel. No, um, sad. <laughs> for me, um, chocolate éclair winning the Italian Grand Prix. Um, hearing his radio after the grand prix was just astounding it was so nice to see a ferrari on the top spot in italy Um, the screaming the connection with the fangs the podium was amazing a lot of the fingers touching the thumbs um yeah for me that was incredible i was all for it i loved hearing it i loved seeing it it was a wonderful thing to see so for me chocolate eclair winging the italiano spaghetti grand prix is the most emotional moment for me of the, of the season. Also, Lewis Hamilton's braids.
1: <laughs> very emotional. Um,
0: really sad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, obviously, yeah, there were some very, very sad moments this year. Um, you mentioned Antonio Bear, of course. Um, Charlie Whiting, of course, passed away on the eve <laughs> of the first Grand Prix. Um, Nicky Lauda passing away. And then uh, Mercedes remembering him with that red star of course um that was very emotional i'm also gonna go for a happy one though um and we're gonna have to fight this out because i've gone for a different one again i'm gonna go for pierre gasly's podium in brazil um it was just a fantastic redemption arc i thought after being dropped by red bull mid-season um threatening to go down the caveat route of uh dropping out of Formula One at least for a year. Um, And he turned himself around. He turned his performances around. He's been brilliant at Toro Rosso in the second half of the season. And something he couldn't achieve in a Red Bull, he was able to do in a Toro Rosso. And his joy, his elation at the end of the race was just um, over team radio, was something special. So I'm going to go for that moment. Um, And now we fight, I guess. Yeah, a physical
0: fight. I'll meet you out in the car park.
2: um, as As I was... Sad. I'll choose which happy one wins because we're all okay. Rather, fair play. We're all happy here. Um, I'm going to go for. I'm going to go with Sam's because there's some. Um, perhaps it's the Ferrari man in me, but both are very worthy, worthy contenders. Going to go for Leclerc Especially, we're only a week after the, uh, what's been mentioned, the the death of Anton Hubert, who the club was a close friend with. So, it was an emotional win for many reasons. So yeah, Chuck wins that one.
1: So, deserved win,
0: And the winner for the most emotional LB of the season goes to Chuck Claire. Grazie, mille, grazie, grazie.
1: Now it's time for the Get Off My Calendar Now Please Award, <laughs> um, which is dedicated to the one circuit on the calendar, which just should not be there. Sam, which one are you going to go for?
0: There are actually quite a few. Like, there's a good five or six that definitely could get off my season. Um, I'm going to boil it down to two. The first being Catalunya. It's a testing circuit through and through. Mercedes dominates it every single time. The drivers know it like the back of their hand, And it's boring. It's so boring. The only thing that I think is more impressive about Catalunya than I do about the circuit of Monaco is that. You can overtake in Spain. Not often, but you can. Monaco, get off my circuit. You're the worst track on the whole thing. I'd rather have Abu Dhabi.
1: Wow. Tell us how you feel, Sam. Um, Harry, who are you going for? Or what which, What are you going for? Oh, uh,
2: can I have three?
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Oh, God. Catalina. yeah. In the bin, poor card also in the bin. Correct. The 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 biggest bin I think is going to be re- reserved for Abu flipping. Got no character, Dabby. What a <laughs> cackle! What a
0: sh- <laughs> <laughs> the wow! Cackle is not used enough.
1: <laughs> Absolutely went in on it.
0: <laughs> I mean, the
2: place is not a cackle, obviously. <laughs> Um, it's a desert, but, it is. Um, well, yeah, but I think it's pretty nicer than going to Interlagos. But that's an amazing circuit, so all is forgiven. Um, yeah, Abu Dhabi, God. Just, it's it's some straights and a few 90-degree corners. Oh, great. Can't wait to watch that Grand Prix again next year. Be disappointed. Bing!
1: Well, that's how you feel, Harry. Um, I think... Abu Dhabi. it was a real victim this well, it's a real victim every year because it is a rubbish grand prix but it followed such a brilliant brazilian grand prix that it never really had a hope did it um yeah i don't really have much to disagree with there catalonia can go in the bin or at least just stay in testing don't need to see it anymore um i think my one i'm gonna go with paul richard i really don't like paul richard and that sounds like I've got a vendetta against a person and I don't. It's a, it's a circuit. Paul Richard can get in the bin um, and all those stupid red and blue circles can join it. Um, it's, just, it's just rubbish. Like, it's just rubbish. Why? And it takes like 10 hours to get there. Not that that concerns us at all, but anything to give it another reason as to why it deserves the award. Um, and the racing has been rubbish a couple of years in a row. Um, Catalonia, though, at least. I mean, Paul Ricard's had a couple of years after its long break. Catalonia, I mean, we're nearly 30 years in now. And I think all the Grand Prix's together wouldn't combine to make a good Grand Prix. So um, should should we give it to Catalonia?
0: We've all said Catalonia. I think Catalonia wins it.
1: Announce it. <clears throat>
0: And the LB for the Get Off My Season Circuit award <laughs> goes to Catalonia! Right.
1: People in Spain are going to love this one. Um,
0: <laughs> Catalonia, you
1: mean? Well, that's another matter in oh, time. Let's not get into that no, one. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. Um, the next one. The Worst F1 Partner or Sponsor Award. Now, F1 has a lot of bad sponsors that we hate to see every single week, but which is the worst? Harry, who are you going for? Well, they're no longer with us, but
2: it's rich energy. Like, how <laughs> how can we forget the, the debacle of rich energy? I mean, entertainment-wise, golden this year, especially on Twitter. If anyone saw them on Twitter this year, it, it was... Sometimes I mean more entertaining than the races of Paul Ricard, Catalunya and Abu Dhabi put together. So correct. Um, yeah, they—they banter us doesn't even doesn't even describe it. But they are literally the worst sponsor partner company I think I've ever seen. Don't even deserve to be near F1. So yeah, thank God they they've gone. Although I am going to miss the banter. There
1: was there a was lot of banter involved. involved. Um, Sam, are you going for weak energy? <laughs>
0: The issue is, with weak slash, slash rich energy, is they aren't the worst sponsor. They're bloody hilarious. And yes, okay, in terms of if you're going to write down a rule book of what sponsors should do, they did none of the things that they needed to do. But in terms of entertainment value, they're not the worst. They are the best. They're fantastic. I want them in them every single race weekend because I love seeing the absolute kerfuffle that they brought to it. The absolute tomfoolery that they displayed in Haas. The worst sponsor, the absolute worst sponsor of being a worst sponsor is a sponsor that made Williams Racing look more like a toothpaste than Colgate. Rocket is awful. No one even knew they were for mobile phones until the final race when they put mobiles underneath their thing. They're terrible. They look like a crap Colgate. They can't make your teeth feel nice either. But they are terrible. Rocket is the worst sponsor in Formula One.
1: Well, we know Williams are no good for Formula One at the moment. They might be good for Toothpastes. It's worth giving it a go, at least. Um, Great for the by the way. Yeah, true. Um, I'm going to go for... Well, not a sponsor of a team. I am going to go with... Also, um, honourable mention to AWS here um, for, for their graphics. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go for Heineken because those bloody stars. <laughs> those stars can join Paul Richard in the bin in hell. <laughs> to be fair, they have toned it down a little yeah, bit. this
2: last year there's no like CGI stars on the circuit
1: anymore. I'm sorry, but those CGI stars from last season make Heineken worthy winners of this award for the next fifty years. <laughs> they are that bad. Um, yeah, I could do without Heineken. You know, Rolex—they're everywhere, but they keep themselves to themselves. They—they they keep relatively quiet. They're fine. Heineken just wants to destroy everything within Formula 1 with stupid trophies, stupid stars, and stupid star trophies, and stupid trophied stars. So, go away.
0: The the nice Um, thing about Rolex is Rolex just tick along.
1: Hey, Good one, good one. Uh, Sam just winked for everyone. (laughs) Um, It's a tough one. Who should we go for?
0: Um,
1: I mean... I think Rich Energy are too entertaining to get this award.
0: Yeah, I agree, but I, I quite like that. I think Amazon get it for their stupid, stupid tyre wear graphic.
1: Alright. Even, even though I don't think any of us pick this, we're going to go for it anyway because we can do what we want on our own award ceremony. Um, Amazon, AWS.
0: The surprise LB for worst sponsorship award of the season goes to AWS, which stands for awfully worse sponsor
1: (laughs) wow well done congrats to a slightly more serious award now drive of the season now uh plenty of standouts um verstappen in germany gasly at brazil signs at brazil Uh, i'm sure many others as well sam which one are you gonna go for
0: Ah, oh, this is such a difficult question. Not only is it serious, I actually have to remember things. Um, yeah, science in Brazil was fantastic. I can't give it to Gasly. He got himself in the right place, but got lucky with a lot of issues coming his way. Verstappen um, in Germany was brilliant. Once again, mastered those conditions. It was so tough to see. Everyone's dropping off the road. I can kind of see why he would win this award. Um, I'm going to give it to Louis Ham, just for that hungry drive. Um, in terms of watching one driver hunt down someone, now every corner, make the tyres last go. go. As a fair, you can give it to him for a number of drives. I mean, the tyre wear in Mexico was a fantastic um, point as well. But for me, Louis Ham at Hungary, you know, he had what a, a 20 or 30 second gap in like 15 laps to bring down. He did it. He got the move done. He won the race. That's what F1 is all about, watching that build to the end. Yeah, so for me, just over Verstappen in Germany, because, I mean, incredible skill for that one. Louis Ham gets drive of the season.
1: Yeah, pretty epic. Um, Harry, which one are you
0: going for?
2: I'm going for Maxi Verstappen, but it's not in Germany. It's in Austria.
0: Oh, love that. Mm.
2: Because he, inevitably, he fluffed the start himself from... Was he on pole? I think yeah. he was. Yes. Um. Yeah, which is his own fault, I think. Um. Dropped down to like eighth or something, and then clawed his way back through that field, and then overtook Charles Leclerc with a couple of laps to go or a lap to go or something. Um, incredible drive, yeah. It's got to be, Verstappen there, but there. Sometimes there's been some good ones. Verstappen in Germany, Hamilton in Hungary, another one. I also thought Vettel in Germany was, just for more and con- more in the context of his season, he was under a lot of flack for his, uh, Silverstone accident. And then he showed in Germany that why he's a four-time world champion, that he he stuck it on the road, even though he was started at the back. So um, another one there. But yeah, going to go for Verstappen, Austria.
1: Yeah, that's another good one. Um, I think we've mentioned all the very best ones. There, There is one more I would mention, and that is Bottas at Australia. I oh, thought yeah. that was a really great performance after the difficult end to 2018 that he had. I am going to agree with one of you, and that one is Sam. I'm going to go with Hamilton at Hungary. Um, Yeah, you're right. It's everything that Formula One should be. He had the opportunity to claw back. um, I can't remember how many seconds it was at the pit stop. It was um, a massive gap um, that he had to uh, eat into in the final dying laps of the race. He was able to do so. And big props need to go, obviously, to the strategists um, as well at Mercedes, because uh, without that, obviously, Hamilton's not even in the position where he can pull off that kind of a thing. But those consecutive qualifying laps, um, it was scintillating to watch. And it kind of reminded me of, um, I can't remember the year, 97 it might have been, when Schumacher, he was on a a different strategy to everyone else. And he had to bang out qualifying lap after qualifying lap to get back into the lead. Um, Yeah epic from hamilton so he is the winner of this award
0: yeah i mean unreal drive but just full credit to this season there have been some absolutely astonishing yeah. drives actually incredible races but the winner of the elb for a drive of the season louis the man from Stevenage, hamilton
1: that well-renowned nickname um <laughs> we've got four more awards left um this one, perhaps not one that the drivers would like to win. Who has been the most underwhelming driver of the 2019 season? Um, yeah, as I say, not not an award you want to win, but some someone's got to someone's got to lift the trophy or at least reluctantly claim it. Harry, who are you go for. Um, I could say Lewis Hamilton, and this video would get hundred thousand dislikes.
0: Doesn't matter. YouTube don't count the likes or dislikes. They just use it as interactivity. So do it.
1: Look, Lewis
2: Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the most underwhelming driver was Kevin Mackeson. <laughs> what? <laughs> because because he wasn't box office enough. Oh okay. <sighs> it was less box office this year, and maybe it's because we didn't see it. Actually, maybe the most underwhelming driver was the person in charge of the F1 camera direction this year.
0: Oh, God, yeah. Fact, he gets the Good the Steiner Award.
2: That's who I'm giving it to. I know he's not actually a driver, or she's not a driver, of course, um, but that person deserves underwhelming being badly job award.
1: Wow, I mean, that is let's a classic carry. Underwhelming Bron- driver award goes for someone who isn't a driver although i agree 100 percent but they've been driving um, crazy all year yeah i'm, I'm, that's I'm not fair. sure
0: the uh the bookies saw that one coming Maybe
1: no it. i doubt that they did of course <laughs> everyone's betting on these awards um sam what are you going for
0: um uh, i i kind of hate that i've got to hand out this award especially because i'm going to give it to uh, one of my favorite drivers on the grid one of the nicest people in motorsport He's still had a good year, but knowing near good enough as to what I expect of him. Sebastian Vettel, most underwhelming drive. He was beaten by his rookie teammate in, in the top team. Um, Out qualified by him regularly. He got the most polls. And if his teammate could do it, then Sebastian Vettel could do it. He's a four-time world champion. And I expect the best, the best of the best of the best, sir. As Will Smith once said way back in the nineties. Um, irrelevant reference. Sorry. Um, Sebastian Vettel just should be doing more. I love him. He's so lovely. I want him to be my best mate so we can sip coffee in our slippers together. But on the track, he's just not wowed me as I wanted him to. So unfortunately, Sebastian Vettel, most underwhelming driver of the season.
1: So I think the most overwhelming driver of the year was definitely Danny Caviat for his impression of Roman Grosjean. <laughs> Which leads me nicely on to the most underwhelming driver of the year. That is Roman Grosjean. Um, he, he, I know the Haas was a dog of a car this year. It was truly awful. Yano truly awful. But <laughs> Kevin Magnussen at least got more out of it than he did. Um, I think Roman did, didn't he end up with the same number of points as his race number, which isn't great yeah, when your is. race number is eight. You know, so if now, you're ending up with the same number as you know as your car number and your Valtteri Bottas in a Williams, that's fairly impressive, picking up 77 points or or Antonio Giovinazzi maybe, but not when your car number is eight. Yeah, Roman was awful. I thought he might kick on this year as well, um, and we're going to do our teammate wars next week um, and review who we picked and where we were right and wrong. And I picked Roman Grosjean to beat Magnussen because I thought ah. ah. He did pretty well at the end of 2018. I think he'll kick on in 2019. I think he'll, I think he'll put Magnussen to bed. And he didn't. He put himself to bed. Um,
0: Roman Grosjean wins it. That's, that's a weird image, actually. What does Grosjeel? that even mean, he put himself to bed? Like, like, Magnussen's you know? there with a box in one arm and a beer in the other. And Grosjean's like, come on, Kevin. Or go, come on, Kevin. To bed. You must go. He's not Austrian. Bonne nuit.
1: Good God! i um, Sam. Greatest respect. Not going to ask you to do a French accent ever. Thank God. Um, so who do we give it to? Um, the
0: I'm the a director. The director. Oh, yeah, right. The director. Yeah. All right. And the winner of the LB for most underwhelming driver of the season. He is got a driver, and they're facing the. You need to... Excuse me. Can you feel me? I'm doing the. No. All right. Lewis Hamilton the wins the race. <laughs> It's that person. They're a moron.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very us that that has been able to happen. Um, I think this one could be the most important award of the night beard of the season. Um, now, I don't know if the three of us are up for this as well. I mean, maybe we could be surprise entry. I, don't know.
2: Sounds
1: I'm, I'm, I wouldn't put money on yourself, Harry, but Harry, who do you think has one beard of the season? There are a few drivers with beards in F one, but I think.
0: (laughs) What a way to start! (laughs) (laughs) What a quote. I mean, there is. It's not (laughs) not a lie. (laughs) There's a few drivers with
2: beards. Um, it's got to be Bottas, hasn't it? The man who didn't have a beard this time last year, he has a beard now, and he came into season uh, season. (laughs) He came into the season uh, a different man, and I think most of that was in the beard. Um, so yeah, it's got to be the beardy ballsy Bottas.
0: Beardy, porridgey, buttass. Sam, what are you going for? I mean, there's been some astounding facial hair this season. Um, Charles Leclerc tried it. He (sighs) had kind of like a a few broom bristles on his cheeks. Uh, (laughs) Max Verstappen also tried it. uh, Tried to look a little manly. Lewis Hamilton's always got like the line around his face. Um, Gives a great definition. Not really a beard. um, But yes, the man that slaps porridge on his cheeks in the morning to brace himself for the Finlandish cold. Valkyrie Bottas is my winner of bigger the season. He kicked him on. He had a great season this year, and I hope he has a full goatee next time out.
1: <laughs> I mean, guys, we're forgetting Goat Stroll here. Goat Stroll <laughs> with a beard, if you can call it that. Um, obviously, Bottas wins this award, but I'm going to go and give it to the same person that I gave the last award to, oh Roman Grosjean. Grosjean has a strong beard. <laughs> Come at me. He has a strong beard.
0: Um, just, but... just looking at it. It's quite, quite a strong beard. It's quite stubbly.
1: Justice for Grosjean's beard. Um, but fair enough. Bottas wins this one.
0: And the winner for a beard of the season, the LB goes to Valtteri, the porridge muncher. Bottas! <laughs>
1: I'm sure he'll be very happy about that. There's only Um, two more
0: of those left, folks. Don't worry.
1: There are two more. Two more awards. Firstly, best team. Harry, who was your best team? I'm going to give it to...
2: Sorry, that was Kimi Räke then. Um, I'm going to give it to Red Bull. I know they didn't win the championship, but I think Red Bull this year have been on top of their game. I can't think of a race when they weren't on top of their game as a team um, in terms of strategy. pit stopped, they smashed it. Um, and some, sometimes that strategy has helped them win a race when maybe they're not supposed to have won a race. Um, but obviously, and you know, Verstappen's been great as well. But if we're talking about the team, I think Red Bull have been just on it all year. And it's that's really benefited them to, to pick up some wins. So yeah, going to go for Red Bull.
1: Sam, who you go
0: for? the operator. I mean, I've got that full fat milk feeling right now. That McLaren are definitely the best team this season. Not only are like they're the team of my childhood, they have a real place in my heart. They are clear on four. They kicked on. We were all talking Renault, Haas, Renault, Haas. How are <laughs> you even put Renault in the top three? Apparently, we'll get onto that next week. Stay tuned that ridiculousness. Um, McLaren. They got a podium this season. It's about bloody time. Carlos Sainz with the lucky podium after Hamilton gets the penalty. Um, Norris and Sainz have got the best partnership on the grid. Uh, They've had the best progress throughout the the season. I have loved seeing it. I love Zach Brown. I love the way he says Renault. I love that he can't (laughs) say it properly. So true. Everything about that team is just wonderfully wholesome. So, yeah, McLaren, best team of the season.
1: Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Mercedes. Um, I think they deserve a mention. Obviously. Um, they've destroyed Ferrari and uh, Red Bull and everyone else on the grid once again. Um, I would also give a mention out to Torosso. Um, they have finished much higher this season than I thought they were going to, and I think higher than most people thought they were going to. Um, they managed... One podium in their first 11, 12 years of existence, and they find two in 2019. So full credit to them as well. Uh, But I am actually going to agree with Sam. I think McLaren were the best team this season. Uh, Great recovery from 2018. 2018, the end of that year, they were really struggling. They weren't a lot quicker than Williams, um, and they've turned it around. They've got a brand new lineup, which could have been really difficult for this first season. It could have been a bit of a getting used to it kind of thing and that wasn't the case they were up to speed very quickly lando norris as a rookie was right there from the off you know bahrain as early as that we saw him at his best even his q3 appearance in australia uh, and carlos Sainz has been fantastic this year uh, there's been a lot of change around in the sort of higher up positions uh Seidel's still getting into his role uh you know, de ferran you've got even zap brown isn't hasn't been there for that long um, so yeah, really impressed by McLaren this year, and they are going to win best team.
0: And the winner for best team of the season, Ron Dennis is furious. It's <laughs> McLaren.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I can just imagine Ron Dennis at home, like,
0: oh no, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it could <have> been me. <laughs> All right, Ron. okay.
1: Um, final award the big one, best driver of 2019 in pour the votes for Robert Cubitts. I'm oh, sorry Robert that's twice in one episode. Leave um, Robert alone for Christ's sakes Ben. i tell you he's not going to be.
0: His reputation.
1: Brendan Hartley. It's not going to be him.
0: <laughs> I,
2: might, I, might, I might just hang up.
0: Brendan sorry. Hartley.
1: Right. Sam who's been your driver of the year?
0: I think there are there four are- options for this. Sainz, Leclerc, Verstappen, Hamilton. Those four have been hanging shoulders, not sponsored, above the rest of the the grid. And there have been some great drives. Throughout, you know, we saw Kvyat, we saw Gasly do a brilliant job. Both Toro drivers. You know, we see both McLaren drivers excel. sites bigger than Norris this season. um But for me, the champ, the six-time champ, is just unstoppable. Once again, so consistent. I think he's got like. 32 points finishes in a row and if he didn't have the issue in austria he would have had something like 68 consistent points finishes that is incredible he's got the most swings not from pole positioning a season of all time that's eight um he equals his teammate in terms of pole positions in a car that just couldn't turn up on a saturday um it's an astounding thing he came out the blocks faster than he ever has done he was there when no one else could be. Lewis Hamilton is by far and away the driver of the season. But those other three mentioned had incredible years. So hats off to them.
1: Fair enough. Harry, what are you going for? Don't say, it, Brendan.
2: It's Carlos Sainz. It's got to be Ooh. Carlos Sainz. What a year that man has had. Uh, if you think back to this time last year, or at least I remember this time last year thinking this could be the end of his career, like he was off to McLaren, he'd been dumped from Renault. McLaren went in a great state this time last year. And obviously it's been aided by the fact that McLaren have had such a good year this year. But he's been so impressive in that car and he's had a fast young rookie to deal with, which we've seen in the past with other with other teams, uh, with other drivers, sorry, that you know, sometimes that doesn't work. Vettel, Ricardo, Hamilton, Alonso. Um, but all this is done just spurred signs on. And he's uh he's got even better. What are you laughing at now?
0: Bangers just sent a photo to our group of Boris Johnson as a Red Bull engineer. Oh yeah, I've seen
2: that. <laughs> Sorry, i that. Sorry, continue. Um,
1: yeah, it's got to be science. Got to be science. Wow, this is interesting because I was going to start my uh, my vote with there can only be two. And those two would be Hamilton and Sainz. Um, I think Verstappen is a close third. I think Leclerc maybe then follows in fourth. But yeah, I think it is either Hamilton or Sainz. Sainz after that, uh, I don't want to say poor year at Renault, but slightly underwhelming year, you could say, um, has moved to McLaren, new team, a bit of a gamble. Wasn't really sure what McLaren was going to be this year. Um, and he's taken full advantage of that car being the fourth quickest car. Um, and I know obviously Red Bull haven't had the same lineup throughout the year, but being able to take sixth from the championship, uh, it's the first time a non uh, Red Bull Merck, or Ferrari driver has finished in the top six since Williams did it. So very impressive from Carlos Sainz perspective, but I've got to give it to Lewis Hamilton. Um, it was an immense season yet again from him. Um, his consistency now more than ever is just so impressive Um, it's really interesting to see how his development has worked from his early days in F1, where he had such raw pace, but didn't have the, the know-how didn't have the experience to win championships on a regular basis. Now, arguably his raw pace was his strength 10 years ago, or even five years ago. Now his strength is his consistency in qualifying this year. He wasn't that, he wasn't that great. He set a record for number of race wins where he wasn't on pole position. He's been able to win races and he's been able to win this championship based on making the most out of bad races and taking full advantage when he's on it. So Lewis Hamilton, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him driver of the season. But Carlos Sainz, a very worthy second and got no problems whatsoever with him
0: being number one either. Um but two to one, Sam. The man with the most wings got from pole. The man who's won a race in every single season of his career. The six-time world champion. Some would say the best driver of all time. The driver of the season is Lewis Hamilton.
1: All righty. And there you have it. The 2019 LB Awards. It's been an absolute thrill, hasn't it?
0: I've loved it. I have loved it. And if if you want to buy your own LB, they'll be on our website. They won't be. (laughs)
1: with that cheap we sell our awards (laughs) um so well done to all of our winners um, especially for the race director for winning an award in which they weren't even qualified to win so
0: incredible just incredible
1: incredible inspirational stuff Foremost,
0: sports social podcast network lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office